Oh no, why isn't it making noises? Did you unplug it? No. Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Book Wars Pod. I'm Chris. I'm Chris. I'm here with my two air horns, uh, Miranda and Kristen. <laughs> I'm just an air. Well, I should just not talk this episode. And just, every just time I'm trying only, to make a point, I should just do, do the air, air horn. Just air horn, yeah. What? What is it? What is it, Kristen? What are you trying to say? Little Timmy well, stuck down the well. Sounds right. That sounds like, honestly, probably better content than usual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this week we are continuing reading Thrawn Treason by Timothy Zahn, going over chapters 8 through 16. But before we get started, what are y'all drinking? Uh, Miranda's drinking kombucha. It's not good. You don't like it? What it, what flavor no, is it? No, so I got, I can be easily swayed by the kombucha section of the store. And this one said watermelon. Uh-uh. And it looks like a watermelon. Uh-uh. It's not good. I didn't think it was going to be good, but I didn't want to I don't know what anything. I expected. I was like, ooh, watermelon. And I no. spent $3 on it. And I'm like, well, shit. Does it, does it taste like a few mixed watermelon juice with vinegar? Yeah. yeah, and it smells like really rotten watermelon. Mm-hmm. That's that what kombucha is. Atrocious. Yeah. Well, it says like hibiscus, green tea, and I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like tasty. And it's like, <laughs> what if we mix watermelon and vinegar? Well, that's what kombucha but is. But there's tea involved. It's supposed to be a fermented it is. tea, but it doesn't taste like fermented tea. Uh-huh. It tastes like watermelon and vinegar. It tastes like ass. Uh-huh. Yeah, it tastes like shit, but I'm drinking it anyway, because now I'm thirsty. Yes. And I can't find where you guys are keeping these fucking bottles. I assume you're hoarding them? No, they're up in the cabinet. I didn't see them. They're in the back. Oh. On the top. They're the, they're, it only fit. She's pointing at my soda stream bottle. They only fit on the top shelf. I mm. can't see that. I know. You have to use the <laughs> step stool. So do I. <laughs> She's, she is, assumes we're not we are hiding them from her they're just there's one place in my defense that shelf. is a very valid assumption you guys do hoard these in your bedroom i know we're not currently <laughs> i wanted Can to like, get a soda stream the other day and there were no soda stream bottles in sight there are soda stream bottles so she i did not have did not find them any sparkling water i really want a soda stream but like i need a company that isn't you know, supporting apartheid. Yeah. Like to come out with Soda Stream. I know, but I think they have the the patent on it. I know. That's <laughs> is the, the problem. issue. It's just like it's not great. Carbonation. You just press the button to make the to make it the s- thing shoot into the bottle mm-hmm. of water. I know, but I th- I think it's super patented, which is why there isn't one that exists. I know. Ugh, it's, we're I the feel worst. guilty every time I do that, every time I make it. But it's all, also, I wouldn't drink water without it. So it's complicated. <laughs> I know. I, that's um, the thing. I don't drink water. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. that's why I, I would don't drink water at home. 
Yep. I don't drink water at home or at work. Oh, I chug water all day at <laughs> I'm work. I'm very stupid. Um, <laughs> Literally the only thing I miss about working in an office is that my last office had a sparkling water dispenser. <gasps> what? Oh, that's so bougie. It was Why don't it was, we have it was, that? Honestly, it was the, pretty much the only bougie thing about the kitchen in the office. It was not that's really a nice amazing, kitchen. amazing, though. I love it was. That. It was great. Oh, and I drank a great. lot of sparkling water. And I now water. I just don't really drink water. It's great. <laughs> are you drinking water now, Chris, or are you drinking booze? I'm drinking booze, and I'm honestly like, I kind of want a glass. I wish I had a glass of water. But <laughs> I would say S. Kate, but no. So, yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> leave her alone. Zero percent chance of that happening. Um, I am drinking uh, a delicious rye whiskey from uh, 291 Distillery in Colorado. It's cool. very good. It's very cold here, so Burr. it's, it's gonna happen. Up. And my warm sweatshirt's in the wash, so I'm wearing my slightly less warm sweatshirt. It's very disappointing. Mm. Um, Chris, you need to continue to speak into the microphone. <laughs> I'm literally speaking tell. into the microphone. I can tell every time you drift away slightly. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your face right on the mic. Um, All right. That's why you've got a boom. Yay. I'm... Kristen, what are you drinking? I said it already. I said I'm drinking sparkling water. Oh. It's sparkling. Sorry, I get distracted by yelling at you about the sparkling water. I I know. I love how you're like, you're hoarding them in your room. I'm like, you didn't look at where the bottles are. I looked and I couldn't see them. I did not use a step stool. Yeah, you're... I I did back up to try to see, but I still couldn't see them. They're in the cabinet. They continue to be in the cabinet. Um, Cool. Well, this is a this is great content as usual (laughs) from the book wars pod. Uh, There was a bunch of stuff that happened in the book. This these chapters eight through sixteen. There was, and yet I still had a really hard time putting together this outline. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, because it's not like there wasn't like a ton of analysis for us to do. It was just a lot of plot. It's a lot of yeah. We're like we're we're like in the squishy middle of the book. Yeah. But like also I was like, oh my god, how are we only in the middle of the book? Like they're blowing the grisks up. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of it seems like it would be like the big battle at the right? end of the movie. That's what I thought. Like instead of blowing up the Death Star, they're just like attacking these grisks. Mm-hmm. The grisks are super interesting. Um are they blue? I don't know. We don't know what color they are, I don't think. <laughs> grayish sure but i could be wrong about that they seem like they have mind control i think you wrote in the outline yeah some sort of something some sort of control whether it's like mind control or they're just like really fucking persuasive i don't know the way that the like the human hostage was talking when they got him off of the uh off of the grisk ships like he was like yeah like they got their hooks into some people like yeah I don't know. It it definitely seems like they have some sort of either innate power or technology that yeah, it seems gives them bad. power over people. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, we see that too with the beings that were keeping um, the humans hostage on that ship. Like, and I, I think Thrawn and crew also were like, well, this is kind of weird. Well, isn't that what we're talking about? Well, there was, like, the guy that they talked to who was, like, the prisoner prisoner. Mm-hmm. And then there was the ones that they shot mm. were, like, the the Grisk's client. Yeah. And they were noting that, like, well, it's kind of weird that, like, these 
guys are just still doing all the Grisk stuff, even though the Grisks are gone and they they just watch us blow up their ship. Yeah, it's whatever whatever they have on these species, it, it clearly is very effective. Wild times. It is wild times. Um cool. They also have guns and stuff. And roses. No roses. Just yeah, guns. Roses, just guns. Just guns. <laughs> um, um Yeah, it's interesting because they seem and like obviously this is you know suspending disbelief because it is an ongoing saga and hasn't been written yet but it really feels like more people should be worried about the grisks than were before the fall of the empire and like potentially during the new republic right i yes like nobody seems to care or like have any sort of awareness that the grisks are a, a clear and present danger but like the way that they're infiltrating uh the you know systems on the edges of the empire is terrifying yeah and they seem to be doing things in a way where like normal empire stuff wouldn't detect them like they're using this like three antenna bitch to do their (laughs) um communications and stuff like that Mm-hmm. And they're using those like gravity well things to hide themselves. And like right now, Thrawn is the only one who knows to look for those things. And like that seems problematic. Yeah, like it. it this this just feels like a far more serious problem than anybody except Thrawn thinks it is. They literally thought it was those uh, space pterodactyls. <laughs> the Gralocks. Yes. Snoke has three grisks in a trench coat. <laughs> That's oh <my> correct. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's and like this isn't even outer rim either. Like, it's not even like we're on Batu anymore. Like, they were like, oh, Batu doesn't matter, and we're like solidly in the mid rim at this point. Like, this is not geographically on the edge of the Empire. Yeah, uh, it's. It- doesn't that also make it weird that the Chiss are there? I didn't think they were that close in. No, they are. They're deep in Imperial space. Like, I know it's, like, very firmly Imperial space, but I kind of thought it was still on the edge of, like, the Unknown Regions or the Outer Rim or some shit. I don't know. Hang on. Let me let me Wikipedia it. Is it in, like, the Mid-Rim? Yeah, I think it's Mid-Rim. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. It's uh, the Asaga sector. Hang on. True. Um, I wrote a point on this outline that says that the Empire should be more worried, but also that he'd probably be like the Force slash Vader. <laughs> I will sick my evil puppy. That's right. After these mysterious gray creatures. The Griss Indeed. are... All right. I cannot find... No power where this is oh no does it just not say it on wikipedia yeah it's just like isaga sector it's a sector oh, i just feel rude. like if it were the mid rim like people would vaguely be aware that this is happening hmm. like the the mid rim is very much more under imperial control 
than mm-hmm. like some of the stuff further out in the galaxy and like you know big place but somebody would notice that something's going down hmm. and like i've like where are they building the death star because this is all the like for the the roots to bring all the supplies and shit there so that has to be on like theoretically depending on where the stuff is actually manufactured and where it's like those raw kind of um supplies what's the word i'm looking for i don't know raw materials yes that bitch like would it get all the way to the mid rim just to go out to where there isn't it the what the fuck planet that's in rogue one scarif yeah but they're not building it at scarif are they i don't know uh, that's just where the plans are okay yeah that's where they keep stardust so dumb it's so dumb everyone that has to do with stardust is so dumb correct it's very upsetting Except for Galen Erso, but then he gets super dead. Yep. I also just love, and we'll talk more about Ronan next episode because there's just a lot more to come on him. But I just love how he is like simultaneously, no one's allowed to know about Stardust. And also, Stardust, Stardust! everyone knows how important I am. Thanks. No, my guy. He is is the worst. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not great. But yeah, anyway, just just to kind of close the book on the Grisks, it does feel like more people should be worried about this. And like Aralani is very worried about it because Mm -hmm. like even when she was trying to be like, this seems like Thrawn's mess and he should clean it up. Like Eli was like, yeah, see how that works out when the Grisks take over a sizable percentage of the Empire's resources and then take those to the Ascendancy. Yeah, it's not going to be good, Bob. Like they, they are very clearly a clear and present danger to the Chiss Ascendancy and Arlani knows that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Arlani knows it and it does not feel like the Emperor does at mm-hmm. this point. Or, I mean, if he does, he's probably being like fucking Palpatine about it and like, I'm not worried about this. It's part of my greater game. Mm-hmm. And like, doing some... Part of my fucking weird-ass chessboard. Exactly. That's all the galaxy is anyway. Correct. That's the twist in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Palpatine is blah, blah, blah. five grisks in a trench coat because he's bigger <laughs> than Snoke. Than Snoke. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm yeah, writing down that else. as a title. Good. Good. Five good talk, grisks everyone. in a trench coat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's. What else would be controlling the Empire? There ability to change hearts and minds is clearly a Jedi mind trick. Oh, remember when mm. Ronan thought that they were Jedi and he freaked the fuck out and then like promptly forgot? Yeah. I love also funny. that he's like even this deep into the Empire, like he just automatically associates anybody who's force sensitive with the Jedi. Yeah. And it's like very clearly this Actually, There's a lot more going on. He only sees Vanya, though, right? Uh, or does he, he see the child? Vanya. No, he, he does doesn't not see the child. He does okay. see the child. Um, 
Not to be confused with the child TM. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, corruption in the empire is bad. You hate to see it. Of Ronan. Ronan seems like he would be a corrupt motherfucker because he's slimy and the worst. And yet, somehow he's, he's one of the more not. honest people. Yeah, it's. I hate it. I hate him. He's also just an idiot. Yeah, he's really stupid. So he may as well be corrupt. Correct. He's very dumb. But yeah, it's interesting because this is, for the most part, the furthest into the timeline we've seen the Empire. Um, the exception, I think, being um, Twilight Company. Yeah. And obviously, like, the view that we get of the Empire from the movies is that it is, you know, this all-powerful military might, and it has the Death Star, and it has the imperial fleet and obviously vader but if you delve into the bureaucracy of it it's not great no everyone's fighting each other everyone's fighting each other like, everyone's there nobody actually shit. cares about like any sort of greater good mm-hmm. and like we've seen some of this corruption elsewhere like in the canon um particularly the fuckers in um, the book with the Twilight guy. We just read it. Lords of the Sith. Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. It's it's your anecdote, Miranda. Cham. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that bitch. Lords of the Sith. Yes. yes. Like everyone's yes. super corrupt there, and that's also pretty deep into this. Um, I do want to make the point though. Is it Haviland? Is that yeah. her name? Yeah. Yes. She's like actually doing kind of well at the corruption thing though like she seems to be the most competent or one of the most competent um like imperial bureaucrats we've seen because if thrawn hadn't gotten drawn into this she would still be getting away from it like it only only thrawn would be the person to be like let me look at these space pterodactyls and see what's actually happening I know a guy who can solve a pattern that isn't obvious in any way. <laughs> Let's dig deeper. Yes. Agree. Yeah, there, a lot of this book seems to be, wow, if Thrawn wasn't here, everything would be fucked. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is the point of the book, but... Plot yeah, twist. this one Thrawn more... seven grisks in a <laughs> code. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, even more than the previous two Thrawn books, this one is... He is simultaneously, like the only adult in the room but also people believe him the least like i feel like in the first thrawn book like nobody believed him but he also didn't have any power so it didn't really matter mm-hmm. and in the second one it was really vader was really the only person he needed to convince and he didn't need to do a ton of convincing except for to not kill him <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like that with vader sometimes yeah and this one like there's arguably the most at stake with not just stardust in the future of the tie defender program but also obviously the grisk invasion and this like what seems to be fairly extensive corruption happening in the asaga sector and yet nobody believes him and he feels like we're back to square one in terms of the respect that the empire has for thrawn Yeah, his direct people have a ton of respect for him. Again, we see that more and more that like all of the people on his ship that work for him like we know that 
the death troopers are really really um loyal to him even though under normal circumstances other death troopers would probably just have killed eli but yep. mm-hmm. and like whenever thrawn calls for some kind of crazy maneuvering <laughs> on the bridge everyone's like all right, all right. <laughs> seems weird but let's let's poke it in and yeah. it's like literally the only people and the fucking galaxy who trust thrawn are the people who work for him and the emperor yeah and nobody else basically yeah like thrawn's just like do a barrel roll and navigator's like all right imperial star destroyer doing a barrel roll coming right up (laughs) press r it absolutely worked um so that was cool yeah, I I loved the little like actual physics in there where they were like the the rotation is speeding up and they were like oh my god they're reeling in their arms it's crazy yeah <laughs> I was like that's actual earth physics it's faking in space but it it's is. still science yay um yes normally I hate it when actual science comes into Star Wars but I liked that <laughs> so um what else uh Um, is this weakening the empire probably the corruption yes yeah like it's it's hard to say what the impact of it is because like there's the stated purpose of the empire which is like you know obviously like peace and prosperity and stability whatever order all the crazy anakin stuff but like and that like you know the corruption is undoubtedly hurting but you know we with you know the power of being readers know that palpatine doesn't actually give a shit about any of that and it's literally just for power mm-hmm. what does he do all day uh, i assume <laughs>, laughs at the failure of others sure yeah honestly eats puppies for breakfast <laughs> like what is he doing all day comes up with creative new dead baby jokes yeah he's just getting a bigger and bigger hood <laughs> There's, his hood is just getting he's weaving it's growing it full see, of secrets. Seeing, yes. seeing how many risks he can fit into a trench coat <laughs> that's right yes <sighs> but yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like it feels like it should be weakening the empire and i guess to an extent it is because obviously like all of this leads to the death star and the fact that like there wasn't really a system in place to say that the death star was a bad idea and then krennic fucked it up and it got blown up and all this and stuff. everybody like, died you could say that tangentially like 10 steps down the road it's weakening the empire and weakening palpatine's rule but it's not really right now like it would be happening anyway mm-hmm. i think yeah is that fair like i don't think it's any weaker than it would be like they would find something else to be corrupt about if it, oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's not. If it exactly... wasn't this specific corruption story that we were reading, the people like in charge of the various sectors and stuff in general, uh, we kind of get the impression that there are like a lot of political appointees. Mm. Um, I, like I think Ronan when he first went on board the Chimera or wherever the fuck they were when they first met was like, so this Thrawn guy seems like a political appointee and then thrawn was like smart and he was like what the fuck is this yeah i know um, i love how thronin just automatically assumes that everybody else in the room is dumber than he is but he's like he's the dumbest, he is one. So dumbest one he's so dumb uh 
cool who wrote this is how palpy has fun oh i think that was me (laughs) it is he just like plays everybody against each other Mm. just to like and he like knows how to work out because the force but like just to see how it'll play out the force heavy air quotes that's I mean, what like, the force is for right we've established he doesn't do anything all day that's gotta be it just like thinking of new ways to turn all of his little moths against each other and see what they'll do i feel like he's just like sitting behind one of those big consoles that has like uh that he's like monitoring everybody and just like laughing at them i feel like he's doing a thing like on guys grocery games where he just like <laughs> spins a wheel and like picks scenarios like mad lib style oh my god <laughs> like thrawn and thrawn versus the grisk tatooine on tatooine sure eating banana splits sure uh-huh like just like that who says no and then like chronic is the banana salesman sure he never has money in the banana stand but this is a very long drawn out metaphor and i don't think there's a point to it is <laughs> there's there there's not i'm just having fun okay great <laughs> yeah but no he's just like this is how he has fun i'm explaining my point <laughs> like he's just kind of seeing how he can play his little pawns off against each other yes yeah. is that weakening the empire probably does yes. palpatine care no he sure doesn't because he feels like he's giving it so like if the empire is synonymous with palpatine's power then i guess it's not getting weaker but if it's the bureaucracy is the yeah yes the isb seems good at their job yeah Spies. isb just like had somebody on the ground in like a half hour yeah that was cool and they you- seem like too good at their jobs in a very fbi sort of way yeah, there's a lot of cops in this book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, correct. Everyone's a cop in this book. <clears throat> uh, oink, it's oink. like the death troopers when like, when they're like they like look at Ron and they're like, "We're loyal to our commanding officer, and then to you if you earn it." And yep. then Eli's like, "Huh? Not it's working for me in this scenario because I hate Ronan, but I'm not really sure I like the implications of." The cops being loyal to those who earn it. Yeah. And then Very he's like, scary. is this good or bad? And then the death troopers say something else. He's like, oh, bad. Very, bad. very bad. Okay. If good. Bad. Good. Okay. Is this, is this a happy boner or a fear boner? No, nope, oh. definitely fear. Okay. Got it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for You're welcome. Ruining You're very welcome for everything. That. Oh. Cool. I'm just thinking of the episode of The League from like 10 years ago. Yes. Um what is there any more that we wanted to say about palpatine before we moved on to all of the different corruption that is happening this is going to be like the world's shortest episode of the book wars pod which is fine it's just funny yeah last week was was i mean this is very plot heavy yeah i was gonna say it's plot heavy and we try not to do a ton of plot explanation unless i'm confused about something and then i make (laughs) someone explain it to me um but i've mostly understood what's going on in this book so sorry about that i know you guys love it when chris has to explain things to me um no our last episode was short also yeah i mean that i think that's a it's not surprising in a tim's on book there's just a lot of stuff and things going on yeah Tim's on moves are either Tim's, Tim's on books are really either moving really fast or not moving at all. And this one moves very fast. Yeah. Um, 
so we just went over the emperor someone wrote who the fuck knows i think that was chris the the <laughs> bullet we're yeah, just talking like, under now is the different factions the different factions yeah just like thinking imperial about, like, corruption it's like there's all the corruption but also just all the infighting and yeah. the fact that like everybody has their own agenda and so for the emperor who the fuck knows what his agenda is besides hashtag unlimited power yes correct um and then we've got krennic who's an idiot also and everybody hates him everybody does hate him he uh i love how he got capes to be part of the official <laughs> uniform i love ronan was like it came with the cape what do you want from me and the isb officer's like of course it fucking came with the cape you dumb idiot yeah the guy's like the isb guy's like you have a cape with you right like you brought it along good that's gonna help <laughs> it's like it's part of the uniform <laughs> it's like what what is going on here this is once you make a cape part of a uniform it's not a cape anymore it's no it's, it's obligatory cool. cape is not a good cape honestly this is what krennic does all day like after like because he doesn't work on the death star like all the smarter people work on the death star once he's got his team in place he just like sits around like thinking about capes once he, he does. steals fathers from their families <laughs> he just sits around thinking about capes he's like and also pathetic, arguing with people he's like the sad pathetic like alt-right internet troll version of like lando like he wants to be lando so bad with his capes <laughs> yep and instead he's like jared kushner with his like white tuxedo uniform that is like different than all the rest of the officer uniform it's very funny it's to match yep. the cape i know it's yeah, everyone does hate him though, which is heartening. Except for Ronan. Except for Ronan. Ronan doesn't hate him. Ronan, Ronan thinks he's the smartest man in the galaxy. Ronan is licking the bottom of his shoes. It's so funny because Ronan's like, everyone's stupid except for Krennic, and we're just sitting here as readers, and we're like, yikes, my dude. <laughs> yeah, that's it's... a yike for me. You have earned one yike. Don't spend it all in one place. Can I Correct. eat my yikes somewhere? Yes. Cool. Uh, who else? Uh, Tarkin. He's very good at politics yeah. and killing people. Again, another good cog in the Empire's machine, but like everybody fucking hates him. Because he's like, yeah, like we murder these people and I take credit for your success. Yeah, like I feel like Tarkin is like... It's kind of a catch-22 because, like, he's so effective because he's given so much authority. But also, since he's given so much authority, he kind of just does what he wants. Uh-huh. And he, like, like he's he's as self-confident as probably anybody else in the Empire, like, except the Emperor, that what he is doing is inherently the right thing because he is doing it. Right. But, like, I feel like he also tries to play people against each other just because he hates them well and to, mm-hmm. i think he does it more to like gain political clout and shit well yeah and he hates the other ones well yeah but <laughs> i mean he's doing he's less doing it for like the reasons palpatine would be doing it which are none <laughs> <laughs> and more for like i will at least climb up yeah. in political gain from this yeah he- yeah he's always fucking over people who he thinks are either People he thinks that are potentially more influential than him or pushing people down who are absolutely not more influential than him. 
Por que no los bofa? Yeah. He's very good at climbing. Yeah. In a way that Krennic thinks he is, but he's not. He's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, like, Krennic, like, and we talked about this when we read Catalyst, but, like, Krennic, like, so badly wants to be Tarkin. Yeah. This is just shit on Krennic pod. <laughs> Sorry, Krennic. I mean, I'm not. Everything is shit on Krennic pod. Yeah. Yes. He's so frustrated and he's so unlikable. Like, Tarkin is more likable than Krennic. Because <laughs> at least he, I'm like, cool, he keeps his cool and doesn't throw temper tantrums like a baby. But then Krennic, Krennic throws temper tantrums like a baby. Yeah, I mean, Krennic would be more sympathetic if he was good at anything. With like maybe nice or something, I don't know. Yeah, like your capes. <laughs> he like he like lives his life being like, I I don't need to be nice to people because when I achieve things, they'll have to respect me. <sighs> and then he like isn't good at things himself. Is only good at like conning other people into doing his homework for him, and then like thinks that like that will save him when he finally like achieve something that's worth stealing and then it like very promptly gets stolen out from under him yeah well he can't then he didn't, gets blown up he didn't do the homework so he can't give the presentation correctly correct yep, so true so <sighs> you gotta blow him up what else are you gonna do man they were not prepared for scarif to come under attack it was a whole thing yeah for like an incredibly secure military base it was not at all secure Mm-mm. yeah I mean, I think that kind of goes into a, a point a little bit later on the outline about how the rebels are just off somewhere blowing shit up <laughs> while all of this is happening, which is just like funny because usually we're, I mean, we're so used to books being about the empire versus the rebels or whatever faction versus the rebels. And this is just like, here's all, oh, excuse me, here's all the infighting and then here's like within the empire and then here are the grisks and oh yeah the rebels are somewhere yeah like the rebel alliance is like it is officially the alliance to restore the republic by this point mon mothma has united them they have x-wings now like this is not a small force anymore does she like, think it's called star piece she uh, she still thinks it's called star piece okay but like and Sagarera is not dead yet. Like there are like major rebel forces out there. They have a they have a whole fleet. And yet the Imperials are still like, what if I steal this turret from Krennic? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like the rebels might be working with this major faction of this alien species that's incredibly dangerous. But like we'll just vaguely reference them because we need needn't worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see there, folks. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, the Rebels, I don't think, would team up with the Grisks because the Grisks take slaves, apparently. But, like, yeah, if they did, it would be a different thing. Yeah, it, that would be interesting. But would it be a team up or would it be the Grisks controlling them? I don't that's know. That, that's what I mean. Like, it would never work because the Grisks are too much like the Empire. <laughs> And just want, they just want power. They definitely don't think it's called Star Peace. Correct. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. Um, so we have a question mark after Savit because we don't know what their uh Yeah, so like we have Grand Admiral Savit. Right? Yeah, Savit, Savit. Uh, 
Is Savit how it's said in the audiobook? Yeah. Yeah. Been saying that wrong. Um, but yeah, we like don't really know what his deal is. Like he's a character. We're getting stuff from his point of view, but we don't really know what he wants yet, other than he hates Krennic. Which like get <laughs> join in the line. fucking club. Big yeah. mood. So it'll be interesting to see in these last few chapters what his game actually is, because it definitely doesn't feel like he is part of Tarkin's faction or the Emperor's faction I feel or like Bronze faction. Like he feels like he is his own thing. We just don't know what it is. I feel like anytime anybody calls him, he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to figure out like who his allegiance is to. But damn, it's crazy. He seems like I'm still like dying. I told you guys he sounds like Sean Connery, right? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Love yeah. it. It's pretty good. Um, and then we have the Thrawn faction, which is he's blue. Is what's written on the outline. Yep, the um, that was actually a Chris comment. It was a Chris comment. It was not that me. Was. Um, well, because you said three hours ago that you were going to work on an outline and then I opened it up and I'm like, Oh, there's no outline. Yep. <laughs> I fell asleep. Um, twist. It's who I am. Uh, yes. Um, the only, per- this says the only person in the empire who matters, trust him. And that's, that's a reference to Palpatine. No, it was a reference to Eli. Thank you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Eli is great. Um, yeah. It's just funny because Thrawn is like very clearly the most concerned with immediate threats facing the Empire and is also like objectively the furthest away from the Empire and actually caring if it succeeds. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's wild. It's very wild. Also, Eli trusts him, so I trust him. Yeah. Also, I trust him because he's very smart. I know. Eli's a good boy. Yeah, this was the the non-twist twist. If, you know, we, we've read previous Thrawn books, so we knew this was going to happen. But Thrawn was like, yeah, yeah, I need the data so that I can get someone to look at the data. And they were like, we looked at the data. The data doesn't tell us anything. And then Eli spends like five minutes looking at the data. And he's like... Um, so like they're building laser cannons or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and Thrawn's like my PowerPoint presentation here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, here's the very simple, whatever simple quote, quote, but like, like you would think that anybody who's a data analyst would be, at least be able to piece some of it together. I'm like, who did you have looking at this? But that's more incompetence and political bullshit i feel like i don't feel like they actually had a real person who knows how to analyze data looking at that stuff they were like ronan you do it and he's like looks like data to me yeah and then eli comes and he's like so what all of these ships have in common <laughs> is that they were all carrying a small number <laughs> of parts to you know make a laser something the point defense cannons sure do we know what those do dad um, it's, um, yeah. So like a, a, the point defense cannon is a like ship self-defense mechanism. Oh. Um, you can fire them against missiles. They talk about it in the section missiles, small meteors that get in the uh, way. Um, yeah. So basically it's a laser turret. Like it's not like the like air to surface turbo lasers mm. and it's not like a, sh- not like a big ship to ship turbo laser, but it's like a, it's a smaller like kind of self-defense laser. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know how i missed that but here we are 
<sighs> cool. Um, Pharaoh is hot. Miranda wrote that she could step on her throat in the outline. Um, she also trusts Thrawn, and I trust her. She so does I trust, trust Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, and Thrawn is well. We haven't figured out why Thrawn doesn't want her to be leader of some shit. Can someone explain that? Whatever she didn't get I the mean, leadership to be fair, thing we also, for. That that is exclusively from Ronan, right? Like, okay, fair enough. We don't know that it's not true, but we also don't know that it's true. Yeah. Or like what the context is. Like, Ronan is a little shit. That's that's the only thing that we know for sure in this situation. <laughs> yes. And but Farrah seems really smart and Thrawn's doing his thing where he makes he surrounds himself with smart people and then like helps to make them smarter. Which makes him a very good leader and that's why everybody pays attention to him. Yeah, even Aralani is like you are you are an acceptable human. Yes. yes. Because she, like, gets mad at her, and then Pharaoh, like, holds her ground, and she's like, damn, Pharaoh, I thought you were yeah. going to run away from me. It's like everyone else does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she seems uh, very intimidating yes. <laughs> in her defense. Well, she's big and blue and has Ugh. glowing red eyes. I'd be intimidated. Yeah, it sounds very scary. I don't. We don't know that she's big. I don't know. Do, I do we know how tall big. she is? Also, I assume that she certainly has a presence. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, Miranda. Oh, no, I I wasn't really going to say anything. I was going to okay. trail off about everybody being bigger than me. Ah, that's fair. She, you're like, also, she's bigger than me. Um, yes. What are some of the vague references to the rebels? Oh, oh they just like kind of um, it's like, oh, you know, the rebels might be working with them. We don't know. Ah. But like never any concern. I was just making sure I didn't miss any. I was like, is there so- was there a rebels something that they dropped it about the rebel alliance that I missed? No, no. it's just okay. like, uh, yes, no. But it is, you know, it's it's always worth noting how like not significant they feel the rebels are, and you know, to an extent, they're right because at this point, the rebel alliance isn't super significant as a military power, but it's not nothing. Well, like, yeah. we're about a year and a half before Scarif. It's not like they're just, like, a bunch of little individual ships at this point. Yeah, they're, like, centralized, and Mon Mothman's trying to come up with a way to end this without fighting. <laughs> um, Hilarious. Uh, Miranda, did you want to... Did you have more points about Eli? He's so good at what he does. Yes. Yeah, I want to figure out what the fuck Thrawn's doing with him other than grooming him. Yeah, I mean, if we want to look at, like, this trilogy as a whole, like, very obviously, in retrospect, he was grooming him the first couple books so that, um, or, like, when however long they were together, so that he could, like, send him off to the Chiss Ascendancy. But... But we don't know what they're doing with him. We don't. But it is a really... He doesn't either. Yeah, that's fair. I know. He's like, I'm really bored. Nobody knows my name. It's really annoying. Um, It's also a really good look at like just how much Thrawn does value him. Um, When we see him, when we see Eli like just tearing apart that data that everybody's been staring at. Like, like you said earlier, Kristen, he just kind of takes a couple hours with this data that they've had for weeks. And he's like, here, here, and here. These are all coming from this system. These, 
build this kind of point defense laser. Here is where we need to go. And like Thrawn's been grooming him and everybody else kind of underestimates Eli a lot like they underestimate Thrawn. And then he rolls up and like, nope, here it is. Yeah. As somebody who works with data, I'm like, why isn't the Empire doing more audits? Like, <laughs> if this, if these shipments are, if the stuff in this shipment is supposed to match the stuff in this other shipment, like, somebody should be running that against itself to make sure it's all kosher. Yeah, but Yeah, I'm just saying, like... This is like, literally Krennic's job. Like, it is his own, he, he has one job, the proverbial one job. I think we've established that he doesn't do that. He doesn't do his job. He does murder people's families. It's his favorite activity. He does like doing that job and wearing capes and walking around knowing nothing. Murder, murdering people's families, wearing capes, being gay. Krennic's Evil Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, Evil. I was going to say, oh my God. not, yeah, you know nothing. I was going to say either that or whatever the, the opposite of Tyrion is. He drinks and he knows things. Krennic's like, I wear capes and I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good. We got to t- two really bad Game of Thrones references in a, a minute. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this was a lot of plot. And so we have nothing and left. And so to talk we have about. nothing left to analyze. Um, we made it like 43 minutes, though. That was, yeah, that was pretty that, good. That's, that's a solid 20 minutes longer than I expected us to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like to. Like how Thrawn has groomed Eli. Like he's doing the same thing for Pharaoh. And I almost feel like that's part of the reason if, you know, she is being held by him from going to that whatever the fuck. Um, like she's doing a great job. And Aralani is like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can see why like Thrawn picks you because like she can understand like the the problem sets that he verbally goes through with her as they happen and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it seems like Thrawn's like that. I mean, we got more evidence that Thrawn is like that with everybody, right? Like he asked Mm -hmm. Pharaoh, Oh, who are those two pilots that you picked? Oh, that one seems really good. Send him to the a squad or whatever the fuck. That one needs more training. Go get him that. Mm -hmm. Like he's not like harping on those people or like doing normal empire bullshit. He's like giving those people what they need and like setting them up for success. He's a and good I'm like, judge of ability. yeah, he's a great, well, he's a great judge of ability. And he's just like, that's what a leader is supposed to do. Not political horseshit. Right. Yeah. It's almost like that's part of why the empire isn't working. What? Except for it still is. Cause somehow Palpatine still, I've stayed tuned for episode nine. Confidence <laughs> in my empire. I know. <sighs> I know. I feel like we're going to get like, well, no, honestly, I feel like we're not going to get anything about, we're not actually going to get any of Palpatine's motivations in episode nine. I feel like that's Correct. just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to be like, because I am evil. Yeah. And, like, he's just, and, like, just going to laugh. Like, oh my God, this story, which he's... like, it's, I, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. That's <laughs> what Star Wars is, but like, yeah, he's going to laugh and there's going to be space lightning with Star Destroyers. Yep. And Super Star Destroyers and Dreadnoughts. You love and to horses. see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Space oh, Horses yeah. also. If you're good. <laughs> um, I think that covers it for this episode. Stay tuned for next episode where we'll be reading 
17 chapter 17 to the end of this book which i have a feeling there will be a lot more answers than in this section we're gonna have a shitload more to talk about because quote everything will be revealed end quote probably not everything will be revealed but we'll get some answers to some of the shit that we've been talking about is that correct chris as someone who's read the book (laughs) yeah this this book is very I mean, it's a Thrawn book, so you know it's going to be backloaded on answers. Yeah. But, like, this one is very... Stuff falls... Like, it's like... This book is paced in a kind of a weird way in that we don't even realize, like, everything that is, like, connected yet. And it all comes together in the third act. Oh, am I going to have a lot of questions about it? (laughs) Not you. Am I going to be really confused or is it... Am I going to get it? I think you'll TBD. get it. It's, it's pretty clear. <laughs> okay. I mean, it has to wrap up pretty quickly because Thrawn disappears after this book. So This is true. <laughs> <sighs> God, go. Chris, spoiler alert. <sighs> yeah, spoiler alert for Star Wars Rebels, which ended two years ago. Correct. Um, <laughs> okay. Cool. Can you take us out? Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 109 of the Book Wars Pod. Next week, we're going to be finishing up Thrawn Treason, as Kristen said, reading chapter 17 through to the end. In the meantime, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Email us at bookwarspod at gmail.com and rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tachi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show. Do, do it as a do end it. of the Skywalker Saga gift to us. Do it. Uh, do it exactly just 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 really just just type do it and rate us do it and that counts and in itunes rankings or apple podcast rankings anyway if you have the means please donate to the tosh station radio patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod really helps us cover our hosting and production costs and it provides you with wonderful pictures of Porkchop, orca and jasper the three mvps of the pod yay someone's gotta do it our theme song is whiz bang by poddington bear our logo and artwork are by joby terror design for Kristen and miranda i'm chris thank you so much for listening to this episode of the book wars pod and we'll talk to you next week yay oh, can i sleep now